Hurt takes the snap. He's back. He's going to run. He's in! Touchdown! Jalen Hurts! The Eagles are just devouring the Giants. And it is A.J. Brown again! Another touchdown! Welcome back to the uh, the league lineup. This is episode 16. Um, would definitely call it the Quez Watkins episode, but as people may be aware, we hate Quez Watkins with a passion. Um, at least some of us do. Uh, today, we are going to have another uh, review slash preview episode because uh, I'm going to be honest, I have been stuck playing 2K, and um, I just didn't want to do this because... I, I'm addicted to the video games, and fortunately, sometimes I make bad decisions, but it won't happen again, I promise. Um, so, you know, we'll start this podcast off um, re- reviewing the uh, the Eagles' 23-14 win over the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I almost said St. Louis Rams because, uh, you know, at one point they were the St. Louis Rams, but now they're Los Angeles Rams. Uh, with me today is Josh. Uh, Bryce is uh, busy doing adult things, um, so he is not with us. But he should be back for Sunday's uh, review uh, podcast. Hopefully, maybe fingers crossed. Um, but let's talk about it. Uh, overall, it seems like the feeling coming out of this game was the offense kind of figured it out, and I think for the most part that is true. Um, really. Not a lot of complaints. Um, Jalen Hurts got to run the ball a little bit more than normal, and he uh, he looked like uh, Jalen Hurts, the runner from last year. You know where you saw him lower his shoulder, you know, take some contact, make some contact happen, and uh, ultimately did what he had to do to get the first downs or you know, whatever else tough yardage. So it was nice to see. Um, so you know a lot of fans are very happy about that. We had. Uh, AJ Brown with 127 uh, yards. Dallas Goddard had his breakout game with the 117 yards and a touchdown. Um, so you know things on the offensive side, you know felt felt good, felt good uh, coming from this game. Um, Josh, give me your big takeaway coming or about the offense coming from this game. Yeah, I think you put it well. It seemed like the offense uh, was figuring things out. Um, I mean, you know, you'd still like to see more than 23 points. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was nice to see a big game out of Dallas Goddard. I know, um, we all had high expectations for him coming into the year and, uh, you know, as Eagles fans, we probably rate him higher than most, like most people probably see like the fact that he's, you know, never had more than what I think four touchdowns in a season, things like that. And probably don't put him in that, like, you know, top five tight end range that we consider him. So, uh, you know, more games like this will definitely help make the case for him and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's good to see that out of him. Yep, and you brought up a great point. Um, well, well, most everybody that I've seen um, when they talk about this game, you know, they're excited about the offense, kind of, you know, getting back to what they used to be. Uh, the, the elephant in the room right now is red zone offense. I can't remember what we were um, as far as, like, kind of, like, touchdowns. Um, attempt or like red zone percentage uh, i don't remember like the exact number uh where we're where we're like where we were at this past game but um 
it was it feels like the uh the red zone we just kind of get super passive um and i feel like brian johnson wants to get points but he's also scared to like give the ball away and make like make passes he can't really say down the field because we're in the red zone so he only got 30 yards really um but uh you know it just seems like he's just not pushing the ball down the field um, he doesn't want to call that. And then he kind of lets Kenneth Gainwell get the red zone snaps, which doesn't make any sense. Um, I know uh, Brendan Lee Gowden, uh, if you follow him on Twitter, he put the, uh, the tweet out about uh, red zone drives. Um, and he compared to Kenneth Gainwell and DeAndre Swift. I can't remember the exact number, but if you, you want, if you look up the tweet, Basically, it's almost like a waste of possession with Kenneth Gainwell. I think we we came away with one touchdown in like six, seven attempts. I think it was six attempts that weren't like the end of the half or end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think with Dunner Swift, it was like five out of eight or something. Something something significantly higher. Yeah. Um, And that's mainly because DeAndre Swift is a threat, um, not only to run the ball, but catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, So... That's like the one thing that I felt down about. Uh, I felt good to win. I felt good to win by nine points against the what I think is a a good team. They're not bad. Um, they have playmakers around them. I mean, Cooper Cup had a had a half. I can tell you that he had a half because I thought I thought at one point he was going to go for three hundred yards with uh, the way he was catching the ball. And then Puka Nakua, uh, he had seven for seventy one. Uh, not his greatest game but he had a great touchdown catch against i think it was james bradbury um so yeah i mean this team isn't terrible uh they're they're a good team and i think they'll make the playoffs if they continue to you know play the way they have been um but you know jalen looked good it was it was very nice to see jalen kind of take off not slide whenever somebody was within 20 feet of them 30 feet of them Uh, it was nice to see uh, AJ Brown is still fantastic. Uh, if he's not in your top five receiver list, he definitely should be uh, after these past three games. I think he has there's like 400 something yards in three games. Um, I think he had 170, like 170 something against the uh, was it the Commanders or was it the uh, the game before that? I don't know. It's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. Um, uh, yeah, one seventy five against the Commanders. Yep, one seventy five against Commanders, one seventeen against the Rams. Um, one twenty seven. Oh, oh yeah, one twenty seven. Sorry, I was looking at Dallas Goddard. And uh, one thirty one against the Bucks. Bucks. That was that's the other game. Um. Yeah, you said yeah. That. that's like what four thirty something. Four thirty six. Four thirty three. Yeah, four hundred thirty three yards the last three games. That's that's a crazy amount. That's a crazy amount. And he's as an Eagles fan, like you gotta you gotta look at this receiver and you're watching um, you, maybe maybe he will become an all time great. Um, but you're definitely watching a receiver, a star receiver in his prime. And it's one of those things that Eagles fans haven't had um a lot of in their time being a fan, depending on how old you are. Um because there was a time where whenever we had James Thrash and Todd Pinkston and um, his name Billy McMullen, 
we had Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson, but like they weren't like AJ Brown. Because like you can put AJ Brown with Terrell Owens, you know. Um, as I was like, going to say the last receiver we've had like that was Terrell Owens, really. Like a like a difference maker, you know, not like a one trick pony. Like Deshaun Jackson, he is what he is. Everybody knows what he is. He's not going to go up there and be physical when it comes to catching the ball in traffic. He's going to he's going to burn somebody, and you throw it as far as you can. He'll go get it. So, but like that's why that's not what AJ is. AJ is like all those things and more. And then on the opposite side of that, we have Demarcus Smith, who is the best, in my opinion, fifty-fifty ball guy in the NFL. Um, and he's 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 so great. Um, and next game will probably be his game where he goes off because you saw him kind of kind of frustrated about the, his targets, you know. And I get it, you know. You play the game. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. And if uh, your job is to catch a ball and look good, and you're not doing it, you're not getting opportunities, you're not going to have fun. Um, so a couple more positives before we wrap up, or actually go on the negatives, because I do have some things I got to say. Um, that that uh, that possession uh, before halftime, beautiful. Um, definitely at one point, uh, I, would, I could see Nick Sirianni just telling us to take the knee and go, um, you know, go in the half with the way it was, which I believe we were down, we're down six. That's going to make me mad because I feel like I should know this. Was it down before that last possession? Yeah, before that, ha- that halftime possession. We were down 14-10. 14-10. All right, so down four. Cool, gotcha. With 32 uh, seconds. Yeah, with 32 seconds left, and we got the ball, I believe, 25, maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Um, but you know the the play sequences were were great. That AJ Brown catch was beautiful. Uh, one hand across the middle. Uh, got blessed with a horse collar tackle at a fifteen yards, plus at the fifteen yard line, and then the defensive pass interference um, also to AJ uh, was great. Was great. Um. And then the, the touch push at the one yard line with two seconds left. Uh, you know it's going to work, but you always have that that thing in the back of your mind where, you know, it is like a ninety percent success rate, but there is eight percent chance that it doesn't work, and you don't want it to be at that moment because I feel like at that moment, if it doesn't work, uh, we we might be talking a whole different story on this podcast. Um. I think that's I think that's it as far as the positives. Do you have any other positive you want to add before we uh, talk shit about some people? Um, just sticking to the offense for now. Or are we including yeah, offense, defense? Offense. Yeah, offense. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's about it. I mean, uh, I guess just minorly or a minor thing to add. Um, DeAndre Swift didn't see as many yards on the ground as he usually does, but he did see a bit more in the passing game. So he did still get over a hundred uh, offensive yards. Like he, had the, he had that one that one uh, catch. For that first down, I can't remember when it was. Um, but man, he makes some plays when he gets the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Great, yeah. Um, anything else? Um, as far as positives, that's about it. I have one more positive. That's really stand out. I have one more positive before we move on. Okay. Just, just hit me. I was looking at the, I was looking at the stats, and then, um. One name that has terrible stats 
but made a great play was uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, that play where he was in pass protection and Jalen Hart starts backpedaling. Uh, and then you see Kenneth Gainwell take off uh, to give Jalen Hart another option. Uh, Jalen made a pass, a great pass, because um, he's, he's going backwards. Kenneth Gainwell gets the ball and gets hit with like three yards ago. On it, like he got hit in his knees. So like it's like one of those you're going to go down uh type tackles. Uh somehow, some way stays up and then does like a little barrel roll to get the first down. Um uh, and that was that was a huge swing and momentum in my opinion. Uh definitely a great play. Um so shout out to you, Kenneth Gainwell. I know we've kind of you know talked down on you on this show. Um not really, because we all we always we say it with love, um, but you know, thank you, thank you for that play. Uh, you definitely contributed to that win because of that play. Um, now, uh, for somebody who I don't care about, Wes um, Watkins, uh, we all know the play. I'm about to bring up. Um, how do you not get the first down? How do you, it's like it is? It is like little league. Like you see, so you see a a hole, right? You hit it. That's what they teach in the league. You see the hole. You see the way the blockers are. So, like, it makes it easy for you to see where you're supposed to go. I don't know who it was. Um, I, I think it was maybe Aiden Devontae. But I know it was for Devontae for sure. Devontae had the guy going this way. AJ had the guy going this way. So, there was a hole right in the middle. What does Quez Watkins do on third and two or third and three? Goes on the outside, gets tackled for, like, a two-yard loss. If you just take the ball and just run straight forward, you have you you can stumble your way into a first down. But he didn't do it. We didn't, we didn't get the first down. Uh, Philadelphia hates him. Um, and I, it, it's a shame because I w- I had high hopes for Quez uh, coming out of college, especially after he took that screen against Arizona in like 2020. He took it to the house, and I was like, man, this guy's be special. And then 2021. He was the starting receiver, uh, opposite of Devontae Smith, and he made plays. He made some plays, and uh, I still had high hopes, even though he didn't have a great year. He had like 600, 700 yards, and then last year he just he just kind of fell off, and it's a shame because I said I had high hopes. Uh, there's been talks because like he he's not a natural slot receiver, and when you look at the other slot receivers around the NFL. He doesn't fit that mold. He's sure he's fast, but like, I don't think he's quick. I think he's more like a burner than like a, like a shifty guy. And he's not a precise route runner. And that's what you need with a slot receiver because a lot of it's like quick hitters and um, you get open because of the routes you run, not because of like your athletic ability. Um, but definitely disappointed with Quest. But overall, there's not a lot of negatives other than the red zone. Execution, which I think they'll figure it out. They they have they have too much star power to not figure it out at some point. Um, but uh, any negative you want to add before we move on to defense? Um, I mean, just to kind of touch on what we did before, I think uh, the amount of times that we get uh, Kenneth Gamewell touches in the red zone. Um, I mean, like you said before, we love the guy. Anything we say comes from a from the perspective that we like, I'm glad he's on the team. I'd rather have him than not. 
but we need to we need to figure out how to best utilize them in the red zone is just not that um like you said before i mean i think we were what, one for six on red zone possessions uh when we actually scored a touchdown when he got touches in the red zone versus deandre swift it was five for eight at least five for eight it might have been higher than that um he's just not i mean it, i think it also kind of is um on our red zone offense in general like you also said before we're just not aggressive enough we're not taking those chances we're kind of keeping everything in front of us and playing too conservatively so we're not really i don't know um i mean i think it's a play calling thing and uh i hope it resolves itself i hope we do have more faith in our playmakers to take those chances but uh yeah until then um hope i mean hopefully our talent carries us to continue to score more but we'll see how that goes Um, bounce off that um Monte Smith only has two total red zone targets. And as I've stated, he's a great 50-50 guy. He, throw it up to him. Throw it up to him. And then stop throwing that that uh that purpose on like I don't know if it's on purpose, but the underthrow um that got picked off. If they are doing it, uh make sure at least AJ can go back and fight for it. Uh, I think AJ AJ tripped. Um, but that cornerback uh I'm not going to pronounce that first name, but Witherspoon had a great play on it. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, um, give Devontae more touches. Um, yeah. Pretty much the offense. Uh, I will say this. Uh, some people have suggested Nick Sirianni take over play calling. The red zone, I don't know if you remember, uh, Nick Sirianni is awful at play calling. Uh, I don't want to. I, don't want, I mean, he, 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 called, he called plays his first year, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, no, honestly, it's probably what Brian Johnson is now. Probably a little bit worse. Um, he gave, he gave it up. He everybody's like, "Hey, stop calling plays," and he's like, "You know what? I'm man enough to admit it. I'm not great at this. I'm gonna pass off to somebody who is." And there, there goes Shane Steichen. So, right, right. Um, I only have the answer. I think Brian Johnson will figure it out um, as the year goes on. Yeah, hopefully. Um. Yeah, and uh, so just to touch on Quez a bit more, because it's kind of funny because you mentioned giving DeAndre, uh, Devontae Smith more touches in the red zone. His skill set, like obviously we want Devontae Smith on the outside, but his skill set almost applies better to a slot receiver where you don't have as much space. You're not really as much about straight line speed. You're worried more about you know precision, having sure hands, technical route running to get open without as much room to create separation. So you have to create separation with your technique as opposed to your like just outright speed. And uh yeah, that's just that's just not the kind of receiver that Quez is. He's he's the kind of guy that you he needs the room to run. He needs the room to not necessarily have the most precise footwork. And uh, see, so yeah, I mean, he's just not suited for the slot. Yeah, and you know, I don't want to compare him to this guy because this guy was ten times better than he was. But Deshaun Jackson is like the first name you can think of right. as like a similar skill set. Um, he's he's not going to be Deshaun Jackson. Uh, it just seems like he's kind of. Maybe a lazy player, just because like the way the season ended last year with what felt like lazy route running and like the effort just wasn't there. Um, but but yeah, uh, you know, hopefully Quez figures this out because at the end of the day he's on the Eagles. I cheer for the Eagles, so I'm not going to completely shit on them. So um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk defense real quick. Um, man oh man, 
that first half was rough. They threw Eli Ricks, Mario Goodrich, and then I think at times with Bradley Roby at Cooper Cup. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. I think Cooper Cup had like 98 yards in the first half. He ended up with, I think it was like 119, 118. Yeah. Uh, 118, yeah. So uh, they held him, they had him back in the second half. Uh, but, you know, it was a great game by the defense, I feel like, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, Hassan Reddick had two sacks back to back. Let's see, uh, Jalen Carter, who we're all sad about, he had two sacks as well. Two tackles for losses. Um, I can't believe he's going to miss the game, but we'll get to that here shortly. Um, overall, it was a good. It was a. It was a good showing. It was a good showing. I don't really have any complaints. Um, other than I don't think that Marl Gudrich is ready to play in the NFL not right now. I feel like every time he's played, he's kind of been. Uh, I don't want to say like. It's not. It, I think he's not ready mentally, like with the speed of the game, because it seems like everybody's going at like two times speed. He's stuck at like normal. Um, but like, whereas everything's like reactionary to everybody else, he has to think it and process it. And then by the time he figures it out, play's already done and it's already behind him. I think he'll end up being a solid uh, piece moving forward, but I don't think he's ready right now. I don't know. Anything about this uh, defense you want to bring up? Because um, I don't have much to talk about when it comes to defense. They, they, they adjust in the second half, and that's pretty much the story of, of this game. Yeah, I mean, not a, not a whole lot to say about the defense, um, except, I mean, obviously the offense started to click, but the defense is what won us the game, I think. Um, you know, shutting the Rams out in the second half was fantastic. Um yeah, I mean, I, I think the defense won us this game. I think the defense – it's probably the best the defense has looked all year. Against a, I, I would say the Rams are underrated. Um, They definitely have weapons. They definitely they have a lot of firepower, for sure. They have a lot of firepower. And, uh, yeah, to shut them out in the second half to hold them to 14 overall, I mean, I'll take that all day against a team like that. So. Yeah. But uh, I think I think Bradley Roby played the majority of the second half um, in the slot – which is funny because after the game, he said he was very sore uh, because he hadn't played a game game yet. And, of course, you know, you take a, you take a beating regardless of where you play it unless you're a punter. Um, but, you know, overall, it was a, it was a good show about defense. Um, so, I think it was 5-0. And, oh, um, and going on into week six against the, uh, the New York Jets, which at the time when the schedule was released, they had Aaron Rodgers. It looked like it was going to be a, a tougher game. But this now this game might be tougher for different reasons because Aaron Rodgers is out. But we also have some injury issues of our own. I'll read those out real quick. Uh, right now, there are four players that are ruled out. Uh, we got Jalen Carter, who's out. Darius Slay, Wes Watkins, and Justin Evans. Fletcher Cox is back. Um, and then Steve Brown and Marlon, I'm not going to pronounce the last name. I'll never be able to pronounce the last name. Tui Peloto? Peloto? Tui Peloto. Tui Peloto. Tui Peloto. 
Um, they're questionable. Uh, Kenny Brown still has a lingering hamstring injury. I hope he gets to play because we uh we could use him, especially with Justin Evans out. And I'm tired of seeing throw Edmonds. Uh, Dean will be playing. It seems like he's uh not he's not listed uh, with a game status on the final injury report, <clears throat> so it seems like he's in line to play. Uh, which will be interesting with our new linebacker rotation because it's going to be hard to take most Nicholas Morrow out completely, but it's also going to be difficult to take out Zach Cunningham. So we'll we'll be interested to see what Sean Desai does uh, there. Uh, the Jets uh, injury report: uh, they have three cornerbacks out. Uh, Brendan Eccles, Brendan Eccles, Eccles, thanks. Eccles. I couldn't tell if that was an I or. An or an S because I'm kind of far away from my screen, but I think Eccles. it's Eccles. Yeah, it's Eccles. Justin Hardy, and then a uh, pretty big one, uh, DJ Reed is out with a concussion. Uh, and then irrelevant player, irrelevant player, Sauce Gardner uh, is questionable with the illness, so that'd be something to watch. I'm sure he plays, but uh, depending on the illness, definitely could slow you down. Um, so the biggest one, for the Jets, definitely is DJ Reed. He's their starting cornerback. Um, and then with three other cornerbacks down, their cornerback depth is very thin. And unfortunately for them, they're playing the Eagles, who have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, so it's very interesting to see what they do there. Very interesting to see what they do there. Um, but as far as the Eagles go, Jalen Carter being out hurts a lot. Um, pro- we're probably... I'm not going to lie. We're probably kind of like maybe overstating it a little bit, like overreacting just a little bit because we do have such a solid defensive line. And selfishly, we are probably a little more sad just because we love watching Jalen Carter. Um, the Fletcher Cox is back. Jordan Davis is still there. Brandon Graham is still there. Joshua Ed, Hassan Reddick. All, the, all of those guys are still there. Um, but, you know, as long as we got Jalen Carter back next week, I'll be okay because we need them next week against the Dolphins. But you know, we're not going to look ahead. Um, a couple of Jets here. Um, so the Jets. Jets are kind of a bad for them because, you know, the Jets have been pretty awful the past, what, 20 years or so. They had that run with Mark Sanchez where they made the AFC Championship game. But other than that, they've been awful. Um, let's think of all the Jets quarterbacks they've had in the past 20 years. Uh, I can think of Chad Pennington and Mark Sanchez. Um, Pennington, Sanchez. And Ryan Fitzpatrick for a little bit. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who isn't bad, but you don't want him as your starting quarterback. Let's see. Who else they have? They had Brett, Brett Favre. Favre. Yeah, <laughs> Brett Favre. Uh, they had Flacco for a little bit. Flacco. Uh, Brett Favre was taking pictures of his, uh, his, uh, his penis yeah. um, during that time. Uh, Gino Smith. You know, yeah, who wasn't who he is now. No. Uh, uh, oh, they had Tebow. <laughs> yeah, Tebow. <laughs> no. uh, All-star right there. Let's see. Oh, they had uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold for a little bit. Sam was, Darnold, that's right, that's right. He was seeing ghosts. All this to say, Jets have been awful. And you feel bad for them because guess what? They, had, they get Aaron Rodgers. Who 
spoiler alert for those of you who are watching for your first time, uh, I think is is washed to begin with. Uh, but you know they were excited for Aaron Rodgers, just like I would be if he came to the Eagles. Um, but we have Jalen Hurts, so I wouldn't be that excited. Just throwing it out there for disclaimer. Um, but no, you 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 they're excited. They're ready to go. They have Super Bowl hopes. They fall in love with this team because of hard knocks. First game of the year, three plays in, Philly snaps. And then what I think he's doing is dirty is giving them false hope that he's going to be back by playoff time, even though they still have to make the playoffs with Zach Wilson. Um, but you feel bad for them. Um, they are like the Eagles' little brother because they've never beat us. We're 12-0 and against them. Um, so, you know, we do own you. Um, we're the uh, the real green team um, in the NFL. Uh, one last thing I'll say about this team before I pass it off to you is their stadium is so bland. Um, <laughs> I went there in 2021, and you know they had they they've hosted Super Bowls, they hosted they hosted like WrestleManias and stuff like big events. And you go there, and it's just this this circle, and then like the colors of the seats are black, which makes sense because the Giants and Jets both play there and you wouldn't want them changing up the colors every single time. But still, it's like they're black and they're like silver or gray, whatever. There's This is a very like corporate stadium. Right. Um, and it's in the middle of nowhere. It's really weird. It's really weird because you think of New York, you think of the big city and it's just like in somebody's farm. Somebody like gave them some land, like they built a football stadium. Uh, and it was like a gas station nearby, but that's about it. Um, but uh, what's your overall thoughts about this team uh, going into this week? Um, I mean, they obviously they have some good pieces. They had, I mean, when Rogers was healthy, they had reason to have Super Bowl hopes. They definitely had a lot of potential. They have some great players on both sides of the ball. But I mean, without Rogers, there's nothing. I mean, Gary Wilson is a little scary. I say a little. He'll, I mean, I'll say a little, and then he'll torch us for probably 200 yards and a couple touchdowns on Sunday. But uh, no, I mean, he's obviously great. His trajectory's straight up. Same with Sauce Gardner. Um, I mean, those are probably the two biggest names. But overall, I mean, I think. Games one in the trenches, we outman them in the trenches. We have too many weapons. I don't think the score might be closer than the game actually looks, but um, we're not ending our undefeated streak against them this Sunday. Yeah, and you know, I felt bad for him too because I don't know why they got excited for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has has been awful this year, um, and I never understood the hype either. I know it's going to seem like I'm just. I just want to be right, but remember this. Remember he was doing his little free agency run. I didn't understand why people, why people warned him so bad because he wasn't great at, with the Vikings the past year or so. So I was like, why? And then you have Brees Hall, who is who is definitely a great running back. Who, not gonna lie to you, kind of scares me a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting to put our our run defense against him. Yeah. I can see a stack in the box and just going after Zach Wilson and making him try to beat us. Cause why would you not? 
Zach Wilson hasn't done anything to to scare anybody. Um, so I can see us just loading it up, sending some blitzes, and calling it a day. Um, but I mean, like you said, they got Garrett Wilson, they got Brees Hall. Randall Randall Cops washed. Alan Lazard could be good when he wants to be. Um Tyler Conklin's okay. Uh, they lost they lost uh oh what's his name? Uh, uh Elijah Vera Tucker. Did not think of his name. Hmm. Think of Verde for some reason. But Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, who is by far their best uh lineman. He's out for the year because he's towards Achilles. Right. Um, so this is a game where the Eagles defense could just, you know, pin their ears back and like, have a game. I expect Hassan Reddick to have two, three sacks. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, but this week, I've came prepared. Um, we'll talk about some of the, the numbers, statistics, team by team. Um, obviously, this isn't like the end-all, be-all. Um, there's obviously more advanced metrics out there, but I'm not going to pay for that stuff. I don't care. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm a fan of the game, but I'm not going to be one of those statistical nerds and uh, give you all that. Um, I'm going to take the free stuff. So total offense, uh, Eagles are second in the NFL with 404 uh, yards per game. The Jets are 27th with 283.6. Obviously, you lose Aaron Rodgers and you drop down to Zach Wilson. It's you're going to have not a great year in offense. Um, same thing with the the rushing offense. Uh, the Jets are 11th with a 123, but the Eagles are obviously are number two with 164. Uh, the Jets are going to have a lot of rushing yards because they can't pass the ball, so they're going to they're going to try to hand it off to Brees Hall and make it happen. Simple as that. Um, passing offense. The Jets are 32nd with a 160 uh, yards per game. That's not good, uh, especially with Garrett Wilson. Um, you got to make you got to make something happen. Uh, but of course, Zach Wilson is your quarterback. It's just it's not going to happen. Um, and then points per game, the Jets are 24th with 18, and the Eagles are 28 or fifth with uh, 28.2. Uh, so, what to make of those numbers? Uh, the Jets' offense is not great, not great at all. Uh, I feel like let's look at their let's look at their past couple of games real quick. So they beat Buffalo, right? The first game of the year they beat Buffalo. What do you make of that game? Well, emotions running high. Buffalo can be the greatest team on earth, or they can be the absolute worst team on earth. Um, they're the most bi- bipolar team in the NFL. For sure, um, and they lost. Then they traveled to Dallas, get absolutely whooped, thirty to ten. How's that happen? Uh, especially with Dallas being, um, they lose to New England, fifteen to ten, uh, which New England's a bad team. Uh, their leading rusher for that game was Dalvin Cook with eighteen, and then Zach Wilson had one hundred fifty-seven yards. Not great. They lose to Kansas City by three points, which is weird to me that they, they made that a matchup. But, you know, obviously, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. They're going to give their best effort, just like I feel like they're going to give their best effort against the Eagles. And then they beat Denver 
last last week, uh, 31-21. Uh, Denver is a complete shit show. Uh, so, you know. So, I don't know. Do you think this, this Jets team is, is good, or do you think that they're, they're just playing with a lot more heart? Mm, I'd say it's more heart than skill. I mean, I don't know. They, I like their team. I just don't like Zach Wilson. If you put, like, an average quarterback back there, I kind of like their team. They're scrappy. Like, I just, I mean, I'd say overall the roster is probably like somewhere between like middle of the pack and like the top third. But Zach Wilson's got to be like a bottom five starting quarterback. So that just kind of tanks your team, really. He, dra- he drags, uh, he drags him down quite a bit. Um, and then I know that Robert Sala has been getting a lot of like crap because he wants to stick with Zach Wilson, but it's so hard to stick with Zach Wilson, like. There's probably somebody out there that's a lot better um, than Zach Wilson, and you're you're basically wasting this year away because, like I said, Aaron Rodgers is giving fans hope, and so if you're a Jets fan, you hear you hear yeah, I'll be back for like the playoffs. You want to make sure you get to the playoffs because even though you might not believe it, if he's if he's saying it, there's a chance you want to make sure at least you can see it and say you tried. Um, so if I'm a fan, I'm 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 mad because I don't want to see Zach Wilson lose us games like that. But you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, at this point, who knows what could happen on this team? I mean, they they don't have like a tough schedule. Uh, I lie, they do. They have Miami twice. Yeah, I was gonna say Miami twice. The Bills twice isn't fun. They play us. They play the Chiefs. I mean, Cleveland. They play Cleveland. Cleveland's not terrible. Houston it could be a, a surprising team. They play the Chargers. They play the or the they play the Giants. Wow, the Giants and the Jets play each other. That's a home game for both. So cool. Oh wait, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, I mean, honestly, looking at their schedule so far, like besides the Patriots game. Well, games kind of went how they should. I mean, they beat the Bills. That's, I mean, that I would have, I would say that wasn't how it should have gone. But they probably shouldn't have beat the Cowboys. They shouldn't have beat the Chiefs, and they lost both of those. And then they probably they were expected to beat the Broncos. Probably they beat the Broncos. So, I mean, they're two and three. Realistically, that's probably what they should be right now. Maybe three and two. So, I don't know. They're still. I don't know. I, I don't know. They got a tough schedule. I don't know. I will say this. I got high hopes for them. High-ish. Also. Uh, I hear you. Uh, I, I will say this. Um, I know a lot of fans are like, this is their circle West game. Guaranteed dub, block of the week, whatever you want to call it. If you're playing Survivor, this is probably your pick. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like that big of like a, uh, like a lock. But I think, like you said, this team's scrappy. Uh, and they'll put up a fight. They're not just going to lay it, lay over, and you know, let us let us beat them down. Uh, so, uh, I think I think it'll be a good game. I I think we'll beat them. I think we'll we'll probably beat them by ten points. But I think it'll it'll be a closer game than what people want. I think people want to blow out, and I don't think we're going to get that this week. It's probably going to come um, from a game that is we're not expecting it to. Maybe against the 49ers. Maybe we maybe we blow the 49ers out 49 to zero. Uh, who knows? Um I'll take it. 
I will too. I will too. Uh, that'd be a, that'd be a dream. Um, I was going to say something. One last thing I'll say before we make our predictions. Um, I'm very. I'm not glad Quez is hurt, but I'm glad Alameda Isakase is getting his time to shine. I feel like he has he has deserved it. I feel like he is a much better receiver than Quez is, and I feel like you can see the effort that he puts, like puts forth whenever he plays. And let me tell you, let me tell you, if you're watching this, I know you're not, but just know we see it. We see the effort you're putting out there, and we appreciate it. If I knew you were staying for longer, I might get your jersey. I'm not gonna lie to you, because that block on the AJ Brown touchdown, I will never forget it. Because I, I some people looked over it when they first saw that play. I saw it from the beginning. I was like, "Where the hell did he come from?" And I saw the replay. I saw where he came from. Respect to you. Um, but with that being said, I actually have Bryce's prediction. Um, I just texted him, and he gave it to me. Okay. Uh, um, he says. 2410 Jets. I'm just kidding. He said birds. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say. The birds. 2410. Uh, I can see that one. That one's kind of falls with my uh, um, 10, 10 point thing. It's 14, but, you know, double digits, but not like a blowout, but still a decent enough game. Now, what about you? What do you got? 2410. I like 2410. I think. I'm going to say a little higher scoring. I'm going to say 27, 27 to 17. 17. That's not a bad score. Um, see, the past three or four weeks, I predicted the Eagles score 34 points. Um, haven't hit it yet. Uh, I think I'm going to keep it the same. I feel like at some point they're going to hit it. I'm going to be the smartest person in the room. So that's what I'm going to do. We're going to score 34 points. Uh, the Jets are going to score 17. So for the 25th consecutive week in me picking, <laughs> I'm picking the Eagles win by the score of 34 to 17. It'll hit one day. Uh, this is probably going to be the week that it hits. So if you, if you gamble, you want to pick a score, pick that one. Thank me later. Um, but yeah, that's the show. Uh, like I said, preview shows suck for me because I just, unless it's a familiar foe, hard to talk about. But you know, we're excited for the uh, we're excited for the Eagles game. I know you guys that do listen uh, don't come here for expert insights. You just come for people that share the same opinions as yours, or maybe a little bit different, and you get it from a fan's point of view. And so that's that's why this shows exist, and uh, that's why I like doing the show because. Uh, I'm not the smartest person in the room when it comes to certain aspects of the game, but I'm one of the more, I'm one of the more passionate people in the room. Uh, but with that being said, as always, if you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google, wherever, leave us a nice little review. Um, tell us, tell us what you like about the pod. It'd be very nice of you. Give us five stars while you're at it. Yeah, yeah, five stars, not four, five. Because if you was four star, that means we're not we're not good enough. I don't want to feel like that. If you're gonna give us four stars, tell us what we, what we can do to earn that fifth star before you give us a rating. Give us a chance. Don't don't be don't be an asshole. Uh, but with that being said, uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, 
follow us on all the socials at the link lineup. So we're still not active as we should be, but we're going to get there. I promise. Um, but follow, follow Josh at the pre two. follow me, cardiac chase. Say hi. We'll follow you back. Maybe. Uh, with that being said, as always, go birds. Go birds.